Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're talking about dating and more so returning the hype, the excitement back to dating. Now, when we talk about dating, we're talking about that thing that we used to do before we got married that we kind of stopped doing or just forgot about or set aside when we got married or specifically when the kids were born, as we got more invested into our jobs, so on and so forth. I've heard all of the excuses, but I'm here to say that if you're struggling in the passion in your relationship, it's most likely because you've stopped dating each other. We need to take the the priority of dating and move it higher and higher up the scale of our lives and in our marriage so that we can be a healthy couple that has a drive to continue that health and to build a passion by being people that pursue each other. Now, why dating? It does really three things. Number one, it gives you the opportunity to connect. That's important. Are you saying that we can't uh, connect during the week at home? I'm not saying that you can't do that, but there's just something about going out together and having that focused attention. Because not only do you have that focused attention, but number two, you can go deeper in your conversation. The, the TV is not existent there at the table where you're having dinner, um, unless you're at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or something and there's TVs everywhere, but go someplace where you can have a conversation, but you don't have the kids around. Uh, many times you don't have other friends around. You just have focused attention and therefore the conversation can actually get a bit deeper. And then thirdly, it gives you the chance to really invest in your relationship. As I said, couples that are waning in their passion with one another, most likely have just simply stopped pursuing each other. They've stopped dating each other. And so I say it is time to really turn up the hype on dating again. We are one week out. For one week from this recording is Valentine's Day, and I think we should return the hype back to dating. I mean, do you remember the day when you were maybe going to an amusement park the next day and you couldn't sleep the night before? Do you remember that as a kid? For me, it was Cedar Point, that one time a year that I was going to go to, the to me, the greatest amusement park in the world, and I was going to spend all day with my friends. I was going to ride every single ride and just have the best day, and I couldn't sleep the night before because that anticipation was robbing me of sleep, but it was building up joy. I think that's what we ought to be bringing back to our dating lives. And so the question is, how do you turn up the hype on a date? How do you increase that excitement and that that anticipation? Well, I'm glad you've asked me that. And there's a few ways you can do it. Um, One simple way is this, put it on the family calendar. Put it on the family calendar. My wife and I, we don't have one hanging up, but we do have a Google calendar that we share. I can see her calendar, she sees mine, we see the kids, they overlay. But yet I've been in a number of homes of people in in our church where I'm visiting, I'm having dinner, having dessert, and I've seen up on a wall, um, up on the fridge, the family calendar that just lets the whole family know big events that are happening. There's something about putting it on the family calendar for everybody to see because not only does it develop anticipation for you, but it actually helps model something for your kids that your marriage is a priority. Also, maybe make a countdown. Maybe make a countdown. That might be a cool thing is maybe on the fridge just putting a countdown for when the next big date is coming for the both of you. Um, It's sometimes talking about the countdown. Hey, in five more days, 
three more days. Man, I can't wait till next week. And make that countdown and begin to talk about it. And that really helps build up that excitement between the both of you. And it also shows that you're honoring your marriage and you're honoring each other. When was the last time your spouse heard from you that you were excited, that you were stoked to hang out with him or her? When was that last time? Talk about it. Um, I, I wrote this down. Plan out an outfit. Plan out an outfit. Like for me, I don't really plan out outfits like that, but I know this is a big deal for my wife. And I know that she's excited about a getaway or excited about a date night or excited about an event when about a week out, sometimes a week and a half out, that's the way my wife plans, that she will begin to lay out outfits for those events. And that tells me what she's looking forward to and what she's getting excited about. Also, um, if you want to raise up the hype, do some research. Think about the date. Uh, Preview the menu. Think about what you want to do at that location. Think about where you're going to go after that location. Uh, For example, for Valentine's Day, I'm taking my wife to a restaurant for which we've never been to here in Kalamazoo. And I've already done my research because of her allergies to dairy and to, um, to eggs. And I am doing that so that when I told her where we're going to go, she immediately kind of went to ask me, what about the menu? I said, immediately, here's what you can have. Here's what the menu says. Here's what they ask me about your allergies. And I've watched her kind of relax a little bit and she got a big smile because there's something about the research that helped take off some of the issues and developed excitement. Um, Here's another way to get the hype up. Talk to other people about your upcoming plans. Tell your friends what you're doing. Because it not only develops anticipation in your heart. Now, I'm not talking about bragging or throwing it in somebody's face, but share with somebody because it may really stir them to say, man, I could do something like that. It may encourage others to date. It may encourage them to say, hey, we go out on dates too. Would you guys want to do a double date sometime? And so right there, we can sense hype beginning to build up and kind of grow over um, the idea of you guys being out on a date. Now, the question comes up, how do you not get overhyped, though? How do you not get let down? And so the key in that is just to keep your expectations in check. How do you do that? It's really quite simple. Have a plan for logistics. Just have a plan for the, the logistics. I figure out what you're doing, where you're going, map things out, throw it into the GPS on your phone, know where you're going next, and just plan out the, the logistics as much as you can. Uh, think about where you're going to park the car, all of those type of things. I know there's a few restaurants downtown Kalamazoo that whenever we go, um, it's parking that get, that just kind of gets us. And so my plan is I'm going to pull up, drop Ann off, and then I'll go park in the boonies where um, she doesn't have to walk whatsoever plan out logistics. Think about the weather. Think about what to expect. Plan that all out. Secondly, a way to not have an, a letdown is to prep for childcare. Prep for everything from babysitting to things that need to be prepped for the night, for their dinner, their PJs, bottles, bedtimes, baths, all of that stuff. Make it as smooth, smooth sailing for your sitter as much as possible. And that way it eliminates any type of concern that shouldn't be there because it's already taken care of. And the third thing is align the mood. If you want to keep expectations in check, just align the mood um, so that your spouse knows what to expect. Like, is this going to be a fun date night? 
Is this adventurous, romantic, intimate, silly? Um, is is it going to be a candlelight dinner or are you going to a comedy club? Uh, because a, a good way to let your spouse down is to hype them up on a lot of mystery and say your wife gets decked out in heels, like a very formal dress, and then all of a sudden you take her to axe throwing. I don't know if you've ever done it. That's honestly, it's a blast. But you take her there, and now she feels foolish because she feels overdressed. She was anticipating maybe more of an intimate evening, and you had this fun evening. But out of the mystery, um, you thought it would build up anticipation and joy. But in her brain, it may have actually been a bit of a letdown because that's not what she was expecting. Listen, you may enjoy mystery in a date. Your spouse may not. My wife... She likes a little bit of mystery, but she likes a lot of information. Why? Because she wants to know how to prep for the mood of the evening, to know what to expect, and that way she can really sink in and to enjoy it. But the beauty of all of this is just simply this, is going with the flow. We get it. I get the idea that the things can be overhyped or they can even be underhyped. And at the same time, we are always vulnerable to situations and things that are so far out of our control from traffic hitting us to one of the kids may be getting sick and the babysitter calling you. Um, maybe the maybe the cook missed the mark with your meal. I don't know what the unexpected things, but don't let those things take away from the true intention of the date. You can still connect. You can still have the conversation. You can still um, invest in your marriage, even though some of those unfortunate things do happen. But my challenge is this, is end the meal, end the night, end the moment on a sweet note. What does that mean? I'm talking about gratitude. Thank your spouse. Bless your spouse. Tell your spouse how much you enjoyed just spending time with him or her. Tell your spouse how much you enjoyed uh, the efforts that it took to plan things. Just talk about the night. Laugh about the night. Because if you walk away from the evening and you don't talk about it and you don't actually show gratitude for it, then you've almost left like a missing note at the end. It's like at the end of a meal and not having a good, a good dessert. But if you were to end the date on a moment of gratitude, moment of thanksgiving, a moment where you just appreciate one another, when you do that, you actually develop a greater anticipation for the next date. Why? Because you, you had that last taste and that taste lingers into the next date. And that's, what, and that's why dating works. When you end it well, it develops this anticipation for the next one and for the next one. And all of a sudden, this becomes a habit that blesses your marriage and keeps your marriage full of passion, excitement, and health. That's all I've got for you for today. Thanks for joining with me. Take your wife out on a date. Take your husband out on a date. Husbands and wives, just invest in your marriage by being people who pursue each other. Love you all. Have a great day.